0: I'm going to give you three areas as a, especially as a young mom, there are three areas that I think if you could zero in on these, your house is going to feel
1: completely different. Welcome to the Minimal Mom podcast. Dawn has become well known for her practical approach to decluttering and simple living. My mom actually introduced me to the Minimal Mom a couple of months ago when I started getting
0: very overwhelmed with life. expecting our second child. My husband was just diagnosed
1: with a chronic illness and I was taking on the bulk, the lion's share of the household chores. Coming across Minimal Mom, I started just watching
0: and that day I started purging my house. And as soon as
1: I started purging, I felt such an intense sense of relief. Mentally, I am relaxing more, and simplifying my life before
0: this little one comes has been such a blessing.
1: Today, Dawn answers two questions submitted by viewers. Here's the first. Hello, my name is Sarah,
0: and I have been having trouble with motivation for decluttering the house. I am four months pregnant, and I have three other little ones at the house with me, so little toddlers, and it just, Is difficult sometimes just doing all the other daily activities that I have to do with other littles and being pregnant. So, what are some tips and tricks to help me be able to get the home (laughs) decluttered (laughs) while still enjoying this season with my littles? So when Tom and I were doing marriage counseling before we got married, they had to do one of those personality tests. It gave a lot of different metrics and told us different things about ourselves. But the thing that will always stick with me is that I'm the type of person that gets overwhelmed by big projects, and Tom, on the other hand, his brain is wired in a way where he can see a big project, like a whole remodeling project that we're doing, and he can break it down into steps and see the big picture and then make an action plan. And for me, when I look at all of that, that big picture, I just, I feel overwhelmed and I'm like, can somebody just tell me, like, can somebody give me one little piece of the project to just do today? And so I think when we're looking at our whole house and wanting to declutter our entire house, depending on how we're wired, we can actually get very overwhelmed by it. And so I do think sometimes it can be helpful to have someone say, do these three areas. So for Sarah, Especially when you're saying my time is very fractured because I have little kids. Potentially, you don't always have tons of energy. I don't know. It depends. Some people feel great during pregnancy and they're like, I've never felt better. That was not my experience. I got tired very quickly. And like some days I felt like I'm nesting and I have all this energy. And other days I was just like, I am so tired. (laughs) And so you can probably relate. Again, even if you're not pregnant right now, many of us have things that take from our time and our energy. And so, how do we overcome that? I'm gonna give you three areas. As a, especially as a young mom, there are three areas that I think if you could zero in on these, your house is going to feel completely different and you don't have to even tackle the garage or the attic or the basement or the scary extra bedroom that's become a catch-all space. I think these three areas will make a gigantic difference and you can actually do them kind of quickly. Okay, so the three areas are kitchen, clothes, and kids' toys. Kitchen, clothes, kids' toys. So let's talk about the kitchen. We need the kitchen to serve us for the current season of life that we're in. And so if you are a young mom, what type of cooking are you doing? And what type of cooking and baking are you not doing? And so it was remarkable to me how in the past, my kitchen was like, I've heard others describe it as like a time capsule, right? Especially those of you who are probably out of the young kid's age, into the older kid's age or beyond that. Isn't it remarkable how it becomes a time capsule of all the different seasons of life and cooking trends and baking trends and things we've tried and uh, things we acquired, things that were given to us. I mean, to the point of having all of the things that I registered for my bridal showers and wedding, when I had no idea what I actually needed for my kitchen, right, you just go to the store and you register for a bunch of things, like, that's cute, that's cool, I'll probably need one of these, right? And so our, our kitchens acquire all of this stuff with actually very little thought put into it. And so what I would encourage you is ask yourself, what season of life am I in and what type of cooking am I doing? So when we had little kids and we'll even still till currently, it was pretty basic cooking and i use the same stuff day in and day out and so i would recommend having two boxes or bins with you so one is a donation box and one is a time will tell bin because again if we only have short amounts of time we need to be able to make progress quickly and that's where having a time will tell bin is so helpful so what you do is you just pick one Spot, one drawer, one cabinet, one shelf in the pantry, and that's where we're going to start. So, we create decluttering motivation and momentum by actually fully completing a task. So, by fully completing a drawer or a cabinet. And so, we're going to pick one area, we're going to have our two boxes and bins with us a donation box and a time will tell bin. And then we are going to go to that space and we're going to look at the items again through this lens of is it serving the current season of cooking that I'm in and if it is not useful and helpful to me because my kitchen and all the items in it should serve me that is the purpose of kitchen items is to make cooking easier and functional if it is not is if it's not useful in this current season of life then I am either going to put it I'm going to put it into one of the two bins so it's either just getting donated because I'm like I realistically I'm never going to use this right or it's gonna go in my time with bin, and then I'm just gonna test it out and see if I miss it. You might even go so far as to just pack some stuff away, maybe for baking or um, you know candy molds or what are the things we acquire, right? The bread machine that we never use. You might say, I don't know for sure if I'm gonna use this, so I'm gonna just pack this away for now and just see Um, if I miss it or if I come across extra time (laughs) to be able to bake bread, right? So we hold up items and if it is not useful in this season of life, it goes into one of the two bins. And then we get a drawer or a cabinet completed and then the next time we have a chunk of even and you can do this in five minutes this is sarah this is absolutely the season of life i was in when i was decluttering our house the first time the only difference was we had had our fourth already so we had four kids ages four and under and so i had all of the same time constraints of just being able to work during nap times i mean (laughs) on those magical days when nap times would actually like overlap, right? Or I would be like, okay, no shame, I'm just gonna put on a show, I'm gonna sit them all in front of it and I'm gonna go work for 10 minutes. And in some ways, this actually causes us to have to be, to use our time better and to be more productive in those little chunks of time that we do get. But that's the nice thing about just picking one drawer, one cabinet to work on at a time, is you can, if you have your two bins with you, you can fully complete that area in that amount of time. And so we systematically work through our kitchen in these short amounts of time, but honestly, I don't think it has to take very long if we are being really realistic about what is useful to us. And if, if you're in a season like this, for little kids, for the foreseeable future, you're not gonna have more time, right? I mean, we're looking, our kids now are eight through 13, and I just feel now like I've got to a season where we have where I have more bandwidth. I don't have more time though, right? We're very careful about how many like activities and stuff we take on, but I still don't have more time. I feel like I have more mental capacity and I get to sleep through the night now, but time, I don't have more of that. And so if anything, I have decluttered my house further than when we had four little kids. And so if again, I'm I'm trying to set my house up in a way that it is going to be so easy to manage moving through these years now with little kids. And I was really encouraged there's a gal in our membership group and she has a, a three month old, I think, and she had just messaged me and said, it's really interesting, all of the women in the group who are further along in life are saying, you're so lucky that you have found simple living and minimalism now because it is gonna make your motherhood so much more enjoyable. And I believe that with every fiber of my being. And so this is important work that you're doing. And I know the frustration when it feels like, I know, (laughs) you're like, I know, Dawn, I want that. But then also feeling like you don't have the time to achieve it. So we're going to pick one spot to focus on. We're going to have our bins with us, and then we can kind of systematically work through our kitchen. And then we can use a very similar approach when we are simplifying uh, clothes and kids' toys. Now, again, for women that are in having babies and after babies and and even other seasons of life too right where weight fluctuates we can end up we keep more clothing inventory because we don't want to be wasteful and we don't know what size will be next month, right? So I do understand that, but we have to limit it and we have to organize it. So if we're gonna keep extra inventory in any area of our house, then we, like I kind of made the rule with myself, you can only keep that if you can keep it organized. And now clothes, that can be fairly simple to keep organized. So you could have one Rubbermaid tote for you know every two sizes, or you know I always had one tote of maternity clothes, and I just limited myself to everything has to fit in there. And so from season to season, I would get rid of stuff that didn't fit well, that I didn't love, and I would just keep the staples, because isn't it amazing how styles change, how being pregnant at a different season, depending where you are, totally changes the clothes that you're gonna wear. And so I found that it was not actually that helpful to carry a lot of maternity clothing over from baby to baby, that just having a small collection, I would just wear the same thing day in and day out, that it, it really wasn't that big a deal, and it is actually a pretty short time <laughs> in the grand scheme, right? But for anyone who has fluctuating weight, we can keep extra inventory in here, but we just have to keep it organized. I've also shown they make like those canvas zip-around bags those can be really nice to organize extra clothing inventory too. You can put a label on it as to what sizes there. But the most important thing is that we don't keep stuff that doesn't fit hanging in our closet. It is so important that when we go to get dressed in the morning, that everything when I open my closet doors, everything that I look at is an option for something that I have to wear today. It fits and I feel good. Those are my two criteria. It fits and I feel good in it. And I did recently, well, not so recently, but I just shared it again, the interview with Courtney Carver from Project 333. So I can link to that too. She gives great guidelines. Sometimes I think it's really helpful just to have a number to say 33, you know? So she says 33 items for three months, and honestly from everyone who i've heard who has tried it they're like that works awesome <laughs> so um so that can be a good helpful guideline as well so we simplify our own clothes and again these two bins can be so helpful a time will tell it can be a time will tell or again it could just be bins based divided up by sizes but those are my limits and I'm only keeping what comfortably fits in there and then anything else is getting donated. And it was really fun, Ariel from The Awkward Mom, she did a video testing out minimalism a little while back And she significantly, I gave her some kind of rough guidelines and she significantly reduced her clothing. And initially she was like, what, this isn't enough. But she did it, she packed away. She did it, used a time will tell bin for all of her extra clothing. And then what was interesting is at the end of the 30 days that she was testing it out for, She said, I did want to pull in, she's like, I wanted just a little more variety. So I think she had like eight tops and dresses. So she's like, I did want to pull in a few more, but she said what was so interesting was that after packing away those extra clothes for a month, she said it was very easy to donate them. And so then she was able to go back, donate those clothes, and just keep the ones that she truly wanted to wear day in and day out. And so, using a time will tell bin, packing stuff away for a little bit, it really does create separation. So, for anyone that gets hung up, some people can just donate it right away and be like, nope, don't need it, let it go. But for those of us who, you know, we start to think about the money we spent on it, not knowing if we're going to get back down to that size or the, all the things that go through our head. I think a time will tell bin is so effective in this type of setting, right? So we systematically go through our clothes. So again, um, you can tackle a drawer at a time. You can tackle just a small section of your closet. You can tackle the stuff that's on the floor, <laughs> you know, but if you will significantly reduce your clothing inventory, you are going to find that it is very easy to get dressed in the morning and if you do this with all of the members of your household you're going to find that you don't have laundry all over the house anymore that was probably the biggest surprise to me was that as we limited our linens and our clothing that there wasn't the piles on the couch that needed to be folded there wasn't piles all over the laundry room the yeah laundry room floor there wasn't piles in the bedrooms because we had limited clothing inventory it was like it was always either like in the washing machine or put back away because we needed it uh, accessible to to wear it again and so it, it's fascinating to me and i know sometimes people don't understand how that logically makes sense that you get rid of a bunch of clothing and now you don't have issues with laundry in your house because it's like oh but then i have to do laundry all the time and i'm going to be looking for stuff and i'm not going to have enough i promise you if you will test this out it is magical the difference that it makes in your house and and I know not everybody wants to do, like we do a load of laundry a day. I know that's not easy, necessary for everyone, depending on where your laundry room is located, but if you are able to, it has made a huge difference in our house. So I would really encourage you to try that out as well. And when our kids were really little, I did five and five, five tops, five bottoms for every season, two dress outfits. And again, it sounds like so little inventory, but it worked awesome for us. Okay. So then the last area is kids' toys. And I, it's really hard for me because I have researched this a lot and I feel very passionately about it, but I don't always just want to push my convictions onto other parents. I actually would really encourage you to research it for yourself and develop your own convictions around it. Because what the research shows us is that kids do the best in highly simplified environments, where they have very few toys. And so what we're actually doing is creating an environment where their imagination can thrive. If you remember, it depends how old you are. I feel like I'm kind of on the tail end of the the generations where we were just expected to go outside and play all summer. Like that's just what you do. (laughs) You know, it's either if you're in the house, you're helping mom clean or you escape to outside so you don't have to do house chores, right? And if you can think back to those times, if you experienced that, you needed hardly anything to create a whole you know, imaginative play where you are just fully engrossed and you don't wanna go inside at the end of the, the evening. And so that's what we wanna recreate for our kids. Our kids are drowning drowning in stuff and toys and extra things that they do not need. And so we wanna cultivate an environment where their imagination can thrive because when they get engrossed in play, they are more content, they're more happy, they play better with their siblings and other kids, they are more imaginative, they're more creative, they're better problem solvers. I mean, when you look at the skills that, that children develop through creative play, it is remarkable. We think we need STEM activities and Montessori toys and you know all of these preschool and things. If you would just create environments where your kids can play, they are gonna be doing all of that brain development without you having to print off a single worksheet or get any flashcards or any blocks that have letters on them or anything like that. It is fascinating and so, that this is really good because as parents, this takes the pressure off us. We don't have to entertain them, we don't have to be constantly teaching them things, we don't have to do sensory things, like literally let them play in the grass and that is sensory, <laughs> right? So I love this because I feel like there's been so much pressure put on parents, especially if you go on Pinterest and you know you need to create these activities and do this and, and all of these things. And so we just highly simplify the toys. And again, this is where time will tell, bins can be very helpful. So have your two bins with you your donation box and your time will tell bins and just pack the toys away this is what we did initially i wasn't sure if this was going to be a really great solution for our kids but i i have never gone back we did this eight years ago where i packed up almost all of their toys and i just left the open-ended things like blocks and legos um, a few baby dolls and and play food and some trucks and tractors, but very few things. And we have never gone back because it worked so well and the kids were so happy and they didn't miss their toys. And that's the great thing about the Time Will Tell bin. I know some parents will say, oh, my child will remember everything, right? And so we are like, that's okay. It's in a box in the garage. And if you want any toy back out, just ask for it by name and I will gladly go get it for you. And so these Time Will Tell bins, in these three areas, I think the Time Will Tell bins are the most effective. The kitchen, because there's lots of gadgets we've Money on the clothing because we just don't know if our if our weight's going to fluctuate. And then also with kids toys and so again to anyone who feels like they're lacking in motivation and they don't have a lot of time i think often the lack in motivation is from feeling overwhelmed and so if we can kind of put blinders on and not worry about your whole house right now but just worry about these three key areas or two if you don't have kids in the house i think it's gonna re-motivate you i think you're gonna really quickly um, if you can get even your kitchen and your clothing simplified, and just really get to experience this joy of having so much less to manage, I think you're going to find that then to when you kind of have to go through the harder things, like more sentimental stuff or storage spaces, you've worked up your you've you've built up your decluttering muscles, and you have a lot more confidence in yourself and the decisions that you're making. And probably one of the greatest benefits of simplifying our house too with little kids was that even when they would make a mess i'm using air quotes here like a big mess it was so quick to pick up because it wasn't a lot of stuff so toys and kitchen you know i know like i never really baby proofed our lower cabinets i was just kind of like i'll just keep low inventory in there so anything they pull out or they want to play with why i'm in the kitchen cooking it's okay it only takes a second to put it back together and so and so there's so much less inventory to manage And that I I really feel like that is what saves our motherhood. Like messes aren't a big deal. I don't feel overwhelmed when I see all the toys pulled out because I know it's not that big a deal. I actually like cooking more. I think we also feel pressure to cook healthy meals for our family when we have kids and you know, to to make sure they have a you know a wide taste palette and to introduce them to all these foods. I felt like I had more bandwidth and capacity to do that too when our kitchen was highly simplified. And so it is really interesting how it just makes. All of these different areas of our life and all these goals that we have as moms, it makes it so much easier. And it's just such a more peaceful environment to be raising kids, especially when we live in such a noisy world. And so I really want that for you. I wish I could just come to your house and help you because it's so good and it makes being a mom so much more enjoyable. And so keep going, push through. I know it's a lot of work and I know it's sometimes difficult when you don't feel like you have big chunks of time, but keep going because it's going to be so good and it's going to be so worthwhile.
1: Hello, my name is Katie and I live in Northern Minnesota and I just love you. I started following you probably like maybe roughly a year ago and um, I really enjoy watching your YouTube videos and you have definitely helped me declutter my home. It's funny because I feel like my house can be company ready like very quickly and you just kind of have helped me simplify everything I feel like when I first started to declutter I kind of was conservative with it and now like a year in I feel like I can just kind of keep going more and more and more and I don't really know like what that threshold is and how much more to keep doing um, but just kind of want advice like that and like I guess how to also maintain. Um, I feel like we definitely bring in less. I kind of want advice on on maintaining and things like that.
0: Katie, this is such a good question. And now, you know, here we are eight years into minimalism. And uh, let me tell you a couple things that I have learned. I have learned that no season of life brings more time. <laughs> and so let's talk a little bit about um, things we might keep for just in case or a different season of life. And let's also talk about this idea of maintaining minimalism because this is so important too. And so I love what you said that decluttering's gotten easier. I hope that's really encouraging to anyone who might be in the messy middle where it still feels very hard and you feel like you have made 20 trips to the donation center and you get back home and it's hardly made a dent. I remember those days of coming back home and being like, What? like? How do we still have so much stuff? I have taken so many trips to the donation center. I feel like I have gotten rid of everything in our house. And then I come home and a couple of days later and I'm like, why is there still so much stuff here? And so that is a very real season in the decluttering process. We call it the messy middle. And so keep going though, because you do get to this point, like Katie's describing where, you know what? I built up confidence in myself, and I believe I am making good decisions, and I'm getting a taste of living with less, and it feels really good, and so it is easier. And I got to the point even where my questions were no longer, am I using this? Is it serving me in this season of life? And it was, but could we get by without it? Because I enjoyed living with less so much. And so the question even kind of evolves to, like, do I have to manage this? Do I really have to keep it? Like. I don't actually want to anymore if i don't have to and so keep going it just it does get so much easier but um there can still be things that we wonder but will i have more time to do this hobby will i have more time to camp or garden or craft or quilt or scrapbook when the kids are older, or when the kids are out of the house, or when I'm retired, or when my job isn't so demanding, or when my spouse is retired, or and so we we can't predict the future, but we and so we wonder and we keep extra inventory in these areas because we're just not sure. And that's very logical. There's nothing wrong with us if we do that because we have been trained to not waste things. Most of us grew up where you like you don't waste things and you don't get rid of perfectly good things that you could make use of. And if we just don't know, then the logical thing would be to keep it. And so what I want to encourage you from my own experience, but also now having worked with hundreds of other women who are in various seasons of life, is that we don't really ever have extra time in the future. These seasons come and we don't have more time, energy, or bandwidth to dedicate. And so what I would encourage anyone, no matter what season of life you're in, is to pick one thing. And so pick one thing that if you were to have more time in the future, because your season has changed, what one thing would you want to do? And would you enjoy doing And Would you enjoy learning more about, again, and investing in? And so for me, that one thing has been gardening. What's interesting though, we still don't want to keep tons of inventory for this one thing, but it's been very helpful to me to narrow in my focus on that and to say, you know what, Dawn, you used to enjoy sewing. You used to enjoy doing like seasonal craft projects, but it's okay if you narrow your focus and go deeper in one hobby and one area that you enjoy learning about and not try to spread yourself so thin over multiple hobbies. And that has made it so much more enjoyable for me. I gave myself permission to say, it's okay. Um, You don't have to do all of these other things. And that was very freeing for me because I think part of my former identity was in someone who liked to sew and made their own curtains and throw pillows and occasionally would sew something for the kids and different craft projects and kind of seasonally decorating a little bit. And so I looking back, I can see that that was actually part of my identity. And I think a lot of us have found that, that our hobbies or are, are different areas that we enjoy um, has become kind of wrapped up in who we see ourselves in. And so to be able to step, step back and say, okay, I'm realistically, I'm not gonna have time for it all. And so what would be the one, maybe two things that I would pick? And then let's keep the stuff around that and then let's be willing to let the other stuff go. So eight years ago, I decluttered all of my old sewing projects, all of the half-finished craft projects, and it was so freeing because I didn't realize how much stress that stuff was causing me. We've talked about Fumio Sasaki and the silent to-do list, and I didn't realize that those unfinished projects were nagging me. Dawn, do you know how much you spent on this fabric? Wow, are you really, you started another project and you're not gonna finish this one either? Wow, you did it again, oh, you got sucked into Pinterest and you saw this cute craft idea and you went to the store and you bought all the things and you spent lots of money and here we are, you're not going to do it again. And to my mind at that time, the only way to reconcile this was to finish the project. And so I thought I needed to go back and finish all of these projects. But do you know another thing I've learned about myself? I don't like going back and finishing old projects. I like starting new projects. (laughs) I don't know, once I'm over a project, you know how the shine kind of wears off. I'm like, no, but there's new things now to do, <laughs> right? And so when I finally just said, it's okay, Dawn, you don't have to finish the old projects. You can donate that stuff, you can let it go. It was liberating, it, was, it felt so good. And so now I can walk in our basement or other storage spaces and I don't see that stuff and it is not mocking me or nagging at me. And that feels so good. And then when I see different things on gardening and seeds and I've, you know, started seeds this year and everything, it's so fun and it's so enjoyable. And I'm just giving myself permission to experiment and to learn. And it's okay if my garden's not perfect this year, I'm just learning and it is so enjoyable. And so when it comes to that stuff of, you know, just in case or someday, I would just encourage you to pick one area of stuff that you're gonna keep one category of stuff and then let the other stuff go. And I think you're gonna find so much freedom in that. Okay, so let's talk just a few minutes then about maintaining minimalism. So um yes, we have to be so aware of the stuff coming in. And you know, I try not to be hard on myself. I still make buying mistakes sometimes. I still get sucked into the dollar store, a dollar spot or a garage sale or um, you know, people give us things, you know, with four kids, there's just always stuff coming in. And so I'm just I'm not so hard on myself. I don't, I try to be a good gatekeeper and keep stuff. You know, if you're like at a fair, I'm like, no, I'm not taking all the free stuff and that, you know, or a trade show. Like, I know that now. I'm much more selective when I'm at the dollar store to just get the things that I went in for, but I'm not too hard on myself. So, if extra stuff comes in and I notice that we're not using it, the kids have lost value for it, they're not using it, I'm just very quick to then also usher that stuff back out. So, I think it's two parts. Um, one, being aware of the stuff coming in. And then the second is just having a consistent system for moving stuff back out. And so we always have a donation box um, handy. Uh, the kids have gotten really good now at putting stuff into the donation box to the point sometimes where I'm like, hey, now, <laughs> like, I just bought that for you. Are really donating it, you know, and then I have to check myself and them. And sometimes I'm like, no, it's fine. Put it in the donation box. And other times I'm like, You know let's let's just sit on that for a little bit you know before we just get rid of it but but i i am glad that they're that they can let go of stuff more easily they just live it they have such a different relationship with stuff than most of us grew up with, and in many ways it's good because they don't cling to it, and you know they can let stuff go more easily. Um, but then you know there is that balance too of like, well, we're not just going to throw everything away and get new stuff, right? And for you know maybe if you have family members that you're like, well, I wish they would just get rid of stuff. Um, this is where you know using time will tell bins, using the container concept, so you can say, I love your collection of T-shirts from the 80s, but could we agree that it all fits? here or it all fits in this bin or it's limited to this shelf. It feels kind of stressful to me when it starts to overflow from there. And so using the container concept is still something that's very helpful for me as well. Um, You know, how much Christmas decor do you keep? How much, you know, I do still, we have a little bit of, you know, sewing machine and and material because Adeline likes to sew, but it's limited to one bin. And so we have a clear system for when stuff comes in, it goes back out again. We use the container concept and we just recognize I'm really um, sensitive to now too. If any area of our house just feels like it's not functioning well, like if I feel like, oh, I'm just feeling kind of yuck in the kitchen, like it's really hard to keep tidy and clean again, or man, the entryway is just always a disaster, then that's usually a sign to me that the inventory has crept up. And so then I'm like, okay, time to make a pass through it. But again, for anyone who is getting to this stage now of maintaining minimalism, you're finding that making a pass through it is actually very quick and it's a lot easier. It's not like those initial declutters that we did that were hard and time consuming and we suffered from decision fatigue. Once we get to this stage of maintaining minimalism, it's just so much easier. And so what might've taken hours in the past now to go through our coat closet, to change it out between seasons, um, takes 15 to 20 minutes. And I'm just, I have really strong decluttering muscles. I, I know the, I feel like I have stuff in its, and physical things in its proper place in my life. Physical items are meant to make our life easier. They're a tool and if something has crossed the line and it's not a tool that makes my life easier, it is a burden, right? It is something that I have to use my precious time and energy to maintain and I'm not willing to keep that stuff in my house anymore. Is there the chance that we could make a mistake when we're decluttering? We could get rid of something that we might later use, Absolutely, but I am willing to take that risk all day long to have a highly simplified house because it's just too good. And I know if you're still in the messy middle, sometimes we wonder, is this worth this? Am I crazy? It, you know, I have I, I have these goals, but is it actually ever gonna work out? And I would say yes, keep going, keep going. You are learning things, your values around stuff are changing, even if your house doesn't currently reflect it. You are changing so much your mindset around things. So keep going and you're going to get there too. And you're going to be so glad, even if it takes longer than you had hoped. I often share um, the story of my college admissions guy, whatever. And you know, when I transferred colleges and I was just trying to finish up and I thought I was almost done and he was like, okay, it looks like you have about a year of classes. And I'm like, Sean, a year? And he's like, you know, Dawn, I know it's longer than you were hoping for but the time's gonna pass anyways. And so, you know, what if it takes a year from now to get your house to where you actually want it to be? It'll be the best year (laughs) that you've spent and you are gonna look back and be so grateful because it truly is the gift that keeps on giving and it's gonna be so good.
1: Thank you so much for joining us today. If you're looking for more support, be sure to check out The Minimal Mom on YouTube too.